Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website c3churchtopol.org.nz. Now for this week's message. I'm so pleased you're in church this morning and I'm pleased on your behalf. Yeah, you can grab a seat. And uh, how great was that worship? Thank you, Patti and the crew. Always so willing to... uh, just get in amongst it. Hope everyone's looking forward to having a day off tomorrow. Lest we forget. And uh, I really feel that there's miracles here for babies. I just really do. So let's just go with it. Um, oh, some, oh, I, I get, I, I'm in on the joke already. Not a miracle for Ted and Emma to have a baby, although we could all believe for that. <laughs> but uh, Jesus said, let the children come, come to me and do not hinder them. Whoever puts a stumbling block in front of these little ones, this is the words of Jesus Christ. He knew what he was talking about. He said, whoever puts a stumbling block, whoever hinders the little ones from coming to me, that person would be better off to have a millstone tied around their neck. And we don't have millstones these days, days and age, but it's like a ginormous rock. They'd be better off to have a millstone around their neck and be thrown into the depths of the ocean. Jesus is immensely invested in the health and well-being of the most vulnerable people in our society, which is babies. And he said, do not let anything stop them from coming. And if you reverse the statement, you could say, make every effort to get the children to me. So uh, it's particularly on my heart this morning because Sarah and I are foster parents and we're caring for a little beautiful baby girl just for a few days um, but if, if you're here this morning and you have a child like a baby that in any way shape or form has a diagnosis or a sickness in its body that can be in the womb or post-birth uh, this may be a grandchild a niece, I want a niece and nephew, it doesn't matter, a friend's baby. This is, I really believe God wants us to stand in the gap this morning to believe for miracles for babies. And uh, <clears throat> we're going to do it. And I want you to be really confident and really brave that God is going to do a miracle in this baby's life. Uh, so... If that is you, I just want you to lift your hand up in faith. If you, you have a child or, or know a child, a grandchild, a niece or a nephew that, that needs a miracle in their circumstances, they may have been diagnosed. Yeah, God bless you. Who else is there? I know there's more people in the room. Yeah, God bless you. God bless you. We got out this little one over here. God bless you. God's going to do a miracle in circumstances, telling you, mark it in your calendar. 
I've got faith in you. I need you to have faith with me for this miracle. There's parents whose hearts are breaking. These parents, there are parents who are running out of finance to pay for medical bills. There's parents who are running out of sleep. There are parents who are running out of hope. There's parents who are running out of patience. And they need someone to have faith when theirs is waning. They need someone to have faith when theirs is failing. And we're going to stand in the gap this morning and pray for miracles, whether it's Whatever it is, we're going to praise Jesus. I thank you for every hand that is lifted right now. That hand is lifted in faith, and that hand represents a loved one, a baby. And I right now prophesy the miraculous into those babies' lives. I pray for organ failure to be gone in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, that organs will function as they should. I pray for children that are struggling with anxiety. Get off them, devil, right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Christ. You have no right to confuse them and to cloud them and to put a dark cloud over them. I pray the breath of the Holy Spirit to blow upon their lives right now on a clear blue day is upon them in Jesus' name. I pray for children with reflux that are struggling to sleep at night, that there would be peace would be poured out into their lives for the, the, the awesome boys that need healing in their lungs, that it would be a full healing in the mind name of Jesus Christ. They will ride bikes. They will play rugby. They will run triathlons. They will go the distance in Jesus' name. For every child, I pray for this baby girl we're looking after. I pray a miracle in her life right now in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for every expectant parent who's struggling to conceive. We speak a supernatural conception that you would make a way, Lord, where doctors have said it can't happen. You say it can happen and it will happen. They will get pregnant. They will have a child. It will come to pass. Fair, get off their lives. No more fear of miscarriage. No more fear of um, failure, Lord, but hope would arise. In your name we pray this morning, and all the saints said together, Amen. It's real. It's real life stuff. So uh, thank you for praying with me. And by all means, if you have testimonies, please let, bring them to us. It's so encouraging to know what God is doing in people's lives. And if you need us to pray, fill out a prayer request card. We pray every week for prayer request cards. Fill one out. Let us pray for you. Let us believe for you. It's hard believing on your own sometimes. But uh, we're in this great month, Spiritual Clarity. And um, I've titled this morning's message, um, and I'll read it correctly this week, Hearing Whispers in the Wind. And uh, it was, it was, a, it was a, a mistake that went well prior to last Sunday. I actually text Summer the total wrong message title, but um, we got there in the end. But uh, Hearing Whispers in the Wind um, is this title of this morning's message as we're in our Spiritual Clarity series. And for all of those who uh, began fasting uh, last Monday morning, so fabulous, so great to have the men down here uh, in the morning praying, reading their Bibles with me. Me. If you haven't got on board yet, we've got three more weeks to go. So uh, you can't put it off that long, possibly. Come on. So I'm here every morning from six till seven. I normally sit right here and I just read my Bible and pray. 
and other blokes come and they join me to read their Bible and to pray. Some come for 10 minutes, some come for the whole hour. Doesn't matter. But we're here and we're doing it together. I'd love for you to join us. Set your alarm for six o'clock. I did go to the gym first one morning and I thought, no, 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 no. So I don't go to the gym anymore. Like I said, I'm going to fast the gym. But uh, <laughs> living life in the fast lane, people. But uh, so, so we're hearing whispers in the wind. I'm so thrilled to have Dad with us this morning in the house. But uh, we were having this funny conversation the other day that then materialized before our own eyes, which then gave me this great, Hearing whispers in the wind title, we were, something was happening and dad was, you know, made the comment about people trying to have a conversation with you from another room in the house. Or they start a conversation with you and then they, they, they walk away from you as they finish the conversation. So you, you, you're left totally confused about why they, what they were talking about or you're left with, with the first half not knowing what to do with it. Do I follow them through the house to get the rest of the story? Do I take the stance? Well, I was all ears and you walked away. So if I don't get the message, you left the conversation, not me. And um, so we were out at our block of land just the other day. And uh, we're splitting wood, not with axes. It's like the 21st century. We're using a, a petrol-powered hydraulic wood splitter. Like, give it the program. And, um, and so we're using this splitter, and we've got our earmuffs on, and this thing's really noisy. And we're doing it just down this bank from the road, and Sarah's riding her horse and uh, down the road. So she's up on, this, up on this bank, and we're down the bottom. And she, she rides past um, on the horse, and she stops, and, and that's, that's nothing uncommon. And I, and I glance up at her. I know she's there. She stopped. She's probably just checking out the progress on, our, on this wood splitting. And the, there's three of us, earmuffs on, wood splitter going. Um, and then Sarah begins to talk to me. Um, from the back of her horse, like 20 or 30 meters away, earmuffs on, wood splitter going. And she's not even raising her voice. She's just looking at me, having a conversation. And I'm like... And she keeps talking. She's not going to stop until I have to go and inquire about what the conversation is. And she's like, oh, have you texted that person? I'm like, what person? She's like, George. I was like, well, no, I haven't been using my phone. I've been, I've been splitting wood. Oh, okay. And then she commences on her horse ride. And, and then afterwards I said, How, what were you thinking when you were trying to talk to me? That distance away with all going on. She's like, oh, no, I wasn't actually talking to you. I was just mouthing the words. <laughs> I knew you couldn't hear me, so I just mouthed the words. She didn't even use speech. And I was like, man, this is, and so hearing whispers in the wind. So I want to help us this morning. This can so be our life when it comes to seeking God. It's so busy and so full and so noisy. And sometimes it can feel like God is, is talking to us at a distance or he's talking to us from far away, or we're trying to talk to him at a distance, and we're trying to yell through the noise. We're trying to convey a message through the, the busyness and through the hustle and bustle that is everyday life. 
And this series on spiritual clarity is to help us tune in to the frequency of heavy in ev- uh, this frequency of heaven in everyday life. That we want to help you, everyday people, moms, dads, business people, young people, single people, help hear a whisper in the wind. Like on a windy day, trying to whisper to someone is very hard to get a message across. You find yourself having to lift your voice and and speak louder to project the message to try and get it through the breeze. Like yelling into the wind, it, it just comes back in your face. I don't know if you've ever tried to communicate with someone and there's a breeze blowing at you and it feels like your voice is a boomerang. It's going out and coming back and and going out and coming back. But I want to encourage you and help you this morning. Know that no matter the busyness and the hustle and bustle of your life is that you can connect with God. Yes, you need to draw aside. Yes, you need to take prolonged times to seek Him. But I want to help you every day connect with God. That every day you would be able to hear even the whisper in the wind. That every day, even if life's busy, even if life's hectic, if the, if the kid's having a tantrum on the floor of the warehouse, you know, if your credit card's declining at the pack and save checkout, if, you know, the employees aren't turning up to work, what, I want you to know that you can hear a whisper in the wind. That you can hear and that God wants to speak to you all the time. He wants to communicate with you. You do not need to convince God to talk to you. Like your wife, you often don't need to convince her to talk to you. But if you're the wife, you often need to convince your husband like, are you a mute? Do you you have any words to say? And I'm like, I watch movies and it says in movies, anything you say can and will be used against you. (laughs) So no, I choose to remain silent (laughs) until I can adequately prove myself innocent. I didn't eat the chocolate. I'm fasting. But you... I want you to know this morning that you can hear a whisper in the wind. That when life might be falling apart, you can hear a whisper in the wind. When life might just be, you might just be crushing it in life and it's busy and it's all going on, you still need to hear the whisper in the wind. You still need to hear the gentle voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to you. And that it doesn't have to be guesswork, like looking up and seeing the rider on the white horse, Sarah, at the edge of the roadside and, and trying to somehow decipher her, her lip speaking. And I don't have my glasses on. Like, I know it's Sarah, but that's about it. Like, it's, it's, I want you to help you take the guesswork out of your faith. Maybe, yes, yes, no. Is it, I know that you can hear the voice of God with clarity and certainty. I know that you can confidently follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit. I know that God can speak to you in the middle of your day, in your board meeting, in your school meeting, in your class meeting, in your parent meeting, in your, 
your own private meeting, whatever meeting you're at, God can speak to you. There can be a whisper in the wind. Whatever breeze is blowing in your life, I know God wants to speak to you and He wants to help you. So I, this week, wisely have three points, not eight. And I also wisely have 13 minutes, not two. So, here we go. I really believe this is going to help you. Like we're using the kiss theory this morning. Turn next to the the person next to you and say, keep it simple, stupid. So I used to get told in the trade all the time, you know, trying to fix the heavy equipment, you know, some technical piece of equipment and you know, you just overcomplicate things. Like it's just got a blow and fuse most of the time. It's got a broken wire. You don't need to rebuild it from the ground up. Just need to like blow out its air filter. Somebody just got a blocked air filter. Just need to blow the cobwebs out. So this is simple, everyday things that I know are going to help you hear the whisper in the breeze. And I really hope they live up to the build-up. So here we go. None of this is going to be new news, but I hope it puts new light on what you already know. So here we go. This is it. The first point of three, how to hear a whisper in the wind, how to tune yourself into the frequency of God, how to know God is speaking to you, how to know you're not just listening to the imaginary voice in your head, how to know you're not being, you know, tricked by the devil, how to know you're not just, you know, was my wife whispering that into my ear all night long and now I'm believing it. You know, how to just confidently know you're hearing the voice of God. He is a confident, clear communicator, and I want you to know that you can be a confident, clear listener, and you can also confidently communicate back to God. So the first point is this, read your Bible. Like, thank you, Amanda. Not as exciting as you thought it was going to be, but it could be if you read it. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. If you, man of God, woman of God, read this book, it will change your life forever. And it will immensely help you understand the author. Like how are you meant to know about God if you haven't read his book? There's a lot in this book about God. Not all of God fits in here, but there is an immense amount of invitations for you to get to know Him through His book, His Bible. Read your, read your daily Bible, but here you go. I'm going to give you three weapons of warfare as you read your Bible. I never preach with props, but when I do, they're basic. The weapons of your Bible reading warfare are a highlighter. They are a ballpoint pen, and they are a doorstop. Thank you, Pearl, I'll tell you. (laughs) Reading your Bible like a paper copy with a pen and with a highlighter is communicating to God, I am expecting to hear from you. I'm not just reading my Bible to appease my conscience, 
or to tick a box. I'm reading my Bible and and the simplicity of having a pen, biro, and a highlighter with you is communicating to God as I open your word, as I open your Bible, I'm expecting it to speak to me. And I'm expecting it to be so profound, and I'm expecting it to be so clear, it's going to be worth highlighting and underlining. It's going to be worth putting that piece of Scripture, that one verse. You know, if you read your your Bible with a pen and a highlighter, you'll find you reading far less but getting far more out of it. You're not trying to chew through the entire buffet table in one setting. We know that always ends poorly. But you'll be happy with that delicious portion of M21 I fillet steak, just that delicious morsel, and it'll go down into your soul and it will be so immensely satisfying You'll be like, my God, I'm glad I tasted that. When you read your Bible with a pen, when you read it with a highlighter, you are expecting God to say something. You're expecting to hear a whisper in the wind. You're expecting to have something jump off the text. You're expecting to get an encouragement, some wisdom, some goodness to take into the day out of your Bible reading. My Bible is filled with highlighters. So the third thing is the doorstop. Pearl Williams. Highlighting in your Bible is like putting a wedge in a door. I couldn't find the wedge. This goes on the, the like that. So it can't shut. So when you go back to your Bible, it's like you've left the light on because there's highlighter all through it. It's like there's, it's like there's these, these little open doors. It's like you've opened the door. I've got to go to work. I've got to get on with this meeting. I've got to look after the kids. I've got the day to get on with. But when you highlight it, when you underline it, it's like you're wedging that door open. So when you go to your Bible, when you crack, when you open it again, there's all these cracks of light shining out that door that has not shut, but you've kept it wedged open with your Bible reading. So when you maybe are in a bit of a panic, when you maybe are in a bit of a bind, when maybe life has rushed you, you can go to your Bible and you can open it and, oh, look, it's all highlighted. So then you start reading the parts that aren't highlighted. Because there's more of them, or there's less of them than there is highlighted. But when you go to your Bible and you open it and you've been reading it and you've been writing little notes of revelation, you've been writing what God has spoken to you, you've been capturing these small scriptures, it's like all through the Bible these little doors of revelation have stayed wedged open. If you rely on your memory, you'll forget it. I've got to remember that. How many people have said that and then immediately forgotten it? Me, all the time. Like this hard drive's filling up fast. So when you highlight it, when you underline it, you don't have to rely on your memory to store it. Constant recall. You know even at the end of the day, you can, look, you can go back to that piece of Scripture. Reading your Bible will help you hear the whisper in the wind. Scriptures, verses, words from God that will encourage you. They'll also correct you and guide your life. 
Get a Bible app on your phone. Listen to the Bible in the car. Psalm 119 verse 11 says, I've hidden your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. When you read your Bible, it lives in here, not in here. It's not knowledge, it's encounter, it's experience. So read your Bible, but don't just read it. Read it. Thinking, man, God's going to speak to me in this five minutes, in this half an hour, whatever I've got. I'm, I know God is, and I'm going to turn up expectant to hear. I'm going to turn up because I know I've got faith to believe that God is going to speak to me. And when he does, I'm going to catch it. Every day I'm going to catch the word of the Lord that he has for me. Second point to hear the whisper in the wind is to pray. I was with uh, Andy Kabbalah once. He's a, a great friend of this church and, and has a, a healing ministry. And we were, had a, a little lunch with him or, or something, and, and someone asked him, like, how do you hear God's voice when it comes to healing? Like, you know, when you've got a room full of people and, and it's all going on, how do you know the voice of God? And because and when you're calling out people for healing, it's, um, it's a vulnerable moment. Are they going to be in the room? Are they not? How can you confidently go with it? And he said this, and it stuck with me forever, that it's the same voice that I hear in the morning. It's the same, because it's the same voice I hear in my quiet time that I hear in the public time. That's what enables you in the heat of the moment to know the voice that you're listening to, because it's not a strange voice, it's a familiar voice. You hear it all the time. The second point is to pray. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 17 simply says this, pray continually. That's the entirety of the scripture. I've never made it short. That's it. Pray continually. James 5 verse 17 says that Elisha was a man just like us. He was a human, human being, even as we are, yet he prayed earnestly it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Start each day with prayer. Give the day to the Lord and let him guide you. This doesn't have to be lofty. This doesn't have to be drawn out, but this has to be honest and authentic and all real that you give your day to the Lord. Be with me today, God. Through the rhythms of the day, Pray all the time. Invite God into your decision-making process. You will begin to hear the whisper of the Holy Spirit in the wind of your days. Go this way. Go that way. Do this. Do that. You will find God is more than willing and able to communicate with you. Pray, 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 pray. Third thing. As I finish, the first point took quite a while. Third point, wise counsel. Surround yourself with people who are going to help you in your faith. Like so basic, but sometimes so difficult to do. Surround yourself with people, iron sharpens iron. And one man sharpens another. The emptiest people are those who are full of themselves. You know it all. You can't be taught a thing. Now, whatever you hear, you've already heard it. Whatever you've been told, you know, you already know it. You're a full cup. 
But humble yourself, allow yourself to be emptied a little bit that other people may speak into your life to lead you and guide you, to help you decipher what God is saying to you. Proverbs 6 says this, this was written, consider the ant, go to the ant you sluggard, consider its ways and be wise. This was written by the richest and wisest man ever, King Solomon. And he's learning from the ant. He's sitting there on his throne. So this little ant crawls along. It's got a little tiny crumb in its jaws all day. Just keep a teachable spirit. Keep an open spirit. Don't, don't let your, your know-it-all cup be full that you can't be taught anything. This scripture reminds me that we're all teachable and we're all teachable what, by what we think are sometimes things that are below us or insignificant. But King Solomon and all his wisdom and all his knowledge and all his glory and all his wealth could look upon the ant and think that ant has got something to teach me. I've got something to learn from that. Proverbs thirteen twenty says, walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm. Like, who, who are you walking the journey of God with? Are you doing it isolated? Are you, are you journeying through life as a nomadic Christian? We're meant to do the journey of faith. We're meant to do the journey of life with other people. But choose who you walk with. Choose who you allow to come alongside your life and walk with you. Like, the, the new translation of this is show me your friends and I'll show you your future. The people you choose to spend the majority of your time with are the people you will become like. And to hear the whisper in the wind, you want people that are around your life that are in the same frequency as you are, that are helping you tune into heaven, not filling your life with static, not filling your life with white noise, not filling your life with doubt, fear, anxiety, worry, but lifting you up, telling you you're going to make it through it, you're going to get there, we're going to help you, we're in this together, sharing wisdom with you. Walk with the wise and become wise, a companion of fools suffers harm. That's the three points to hear whispers in the wind, read your Bible, pray, surround yourself with people who are doing the same things. You will find if you consistently do those three things, you will be able to hear God on the mountaintop. You'll be able to hear God in the valley. You'll be able to hear God when you're huffing and puffing on the way up. He will speak to you and you will be able to hear him. It will alleviate confusion from around your mind and in your spirit. The word of God is a sword, cuts through the nonsense. Let me pray for you this morning, and then we're going to worship together. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you're present, and I thank you that you want to talk with us, and that you want us to be able to hear you with confidence. So I pray this morning that these three very simple points would help us. We'd read our word. We'd seek you in prayer. We'd surround ourselves with wise company, and we would find ourselves more and more being able to hear the whisper in the breeze, the, the subtle prompts of God all through our days, leading us and guiding us. I pray this morning for people here this morning 
that do not know you or have walked away from you that now is the moment to come back to you, Jesus. Now is the moment to hear your voice, as your Bible says, when you hear the voice of the Lord, do not harden your hearts. And when God speaks to you this morning, don't harden your heart, don't shut the door, but open it up and allow the voice of God to speak into your heart to encourage you, to lift you up, and to bring salvation to your life. Whoever calls on his name shall be saved. And if you are not a believer in Jesus Christ here this morning, if you have never called on his name, this is your morning. This is your moment. As we worship, as we close the service, say, Jesus Christ, I believe in you. Jesus Christ, I call on you this morning. I don't fully know it yet, but Jesus, I want the fullness of life that can be found in you. Let's all stand together this morning, church. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.